This podcast is presented in partnership with Rewatchable Media, home to several great podcasts and YouTube channels covering TV shows, movies, and culture. Find out more on rewatchable.media. Well, hello. Hello. Uh, what, what, what is this again? It's, uh, I think it's Dad Pods. It is Dad Pods, uh, the unofficial uh, MCU podcast. Um, we are continuing to count down our greatest MCU movies as of, uh, I guess, basically as of November of 2021, or I don't know when we started this thing. Yeah. We threw Shang-Chi in there, or Shang-Chi in there, and we put it in the top 10, and I think it's probably a top 10 movie. That's a really Um, good movie. Yeah. We haven't, we haven't both seen, or have you seen the Eternals yet, or have you not? Not yet. Yeah. It doesn't belong in the top 10. But we we will talk about it at some point. We are coming down to to like the top five. We're getting there. That's pretty amazing. It is. We've been doing this for a while now. We sure have. That's the other amazing thing. Yeah. So this is we're. I think we're like a month away from like our our two year anniversary of Dad Pods. That's also amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. Hats off to you. And, and you know what? Neither of us are wearing hats, so I'm not sure exactly sure how we can hats off. Yeah, well, I could put a hat on for that purpose. We could, we could, we could just, just. This is an audio medium, and I am doffing my imaginary hat. Right. So, but uh, so we're gonna start how we we start all the. I mean, how we start normally all the podcasts is me blabbering about some sort of arcane sports story, but we're not gonna do that tonight, even though I could. Yeah. Don't tempt us. Don't tempt us, because there's lots of weird business college football stuff that I could go down a deep rabbit hole on. And I, NIL money is running things crazy. Uh, Anyway, uh, we're going to start with our MCU news and notes. There's lots of them this week because we kind of took a couple weeks off with the holidays and, uh, you know, we both got a little sick. Yeah. But you, the listener, didn't even realize that. Maybe you probably did because some of our news and notes were like, didn't this happen like three weeks ago now? Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyhow, <laughs> we'll see. Anyway, so uh, first one, according to uh, the uh, a Sony producer, somebody that works uh, with Sony on the uh, uh, Spider-Man MCU movies, Spider-Man No Way Home will not be the last MCU Spider-Man project. Hmm. And uh, that they are planning more projects, including possibly another trilogy of movies. This will start to push... Uh... Tom Holland into closer to that magic 30 years old line that he yeah. really wanted to avoid. Yeah, it will. Because I mean, these things take, you know, three or four years to make, right? Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he, I think he started in 2000, probably, what was it? 14 or 15. Yeah. With uh, civil war and, and he's in his mid twenties now. So yeah, this will get up there. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see if there's a, 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 an extra three. I am not surprised at all if I want to make more than what's just come, what's you know coming out next month or this month. Hey, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. Sony likes money. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you in on a on a second secret. Uh, Disney also likes money. Yeah. So when you have both parties liking money, and this thing keeps making money. Yeah, Spider Man. The other <laughs> the other secret we could share is that Spider Man makes money. Even God, the god awful Amazing Spider Man movies made money. Still made money, yeah. Yeah, uh, Spider Man Three made money. 
Yeah, that one actually made a lot of money, but that's mm -hmm. just because of where it was. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so uh, not surprising. I wouldn't. I I I might be surprised if he he's in another three standalone Spider-Man movies. I could see him in another Spider-Man movie plus a couple of other kind of Avengery type type things. Yeah, it could it could be similar to the deal that uh, Robert Downey Jr. had at the end of his Iron Man trilogy, where he appeared in yeah. other movies, notably yeah. this one. I, it, the last Iron Man standalone was Iron Man three, and that was like eight, seven, eight, eight or nine years ago now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I we have not seen the last of Tom Holland in tights. <clears throat> so uh, Kevin Feige, we we know who Kevin Feige. He has confirmed, and this is a weird confirmation, we can talk about it, that if the, the character Daredevil joins the MCU, that he would be played by Charlie Cox, who uh, originated, well, not originated the character, but uh, in, in the modern era, I guess, was on the Netflix Daredevil show that lasted three seasons plus a, a, a Defenders season. In right. Two. Yeah, an oddly specific confirmation by Kevin Feige. A lot of specific confirmation that's based on a hypothetical. Yeah, if this happens, then this. If happens. this happens, then this. Uh, it's I, there's been all kinds of rumors that he is coming back. <laughs> yeah, I, I take this as as close to a confirmation as we can get without him actually confirming it. And you are muted. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I keep coughing into the microphone. I think uh, at this point, Kevin Feige is super tired of having to deal with blabbermouth uh, internet rumors and, and actors that don't know how to keep their mouth shut and, you know, having to answer questions like, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, you know, he, he liked a tweet that said that that Kingpin was in something or other. And it just like, I think he's just tired of all that. Yeah, so maybe Feige will just spill the beans himself. Why not? Mm -hmm. um, this is an insane theory that, or not insane theory, but an insane rumor that came out this week. Um, so I'm gonna cite it. So it's according to thedirect.com, uh, MODOK, which I believe stands for Mental Organism Designed Only for Killing. Hmm. I thought it was mor murder. Or something like that. I don't know. I think it's designed only for killing as the doc at the end. But anyway, it's definitely killing in there. He's a he's a long time, uh, ridiculously looking, MCU MC, Marvel Comics villain. Right. And there's a rumor that he will be featured in the upcoming Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. Um, yeah, this is a wild rumor. This is a wild rumor. Uh, originally. So there, there is a MODOK TV show that's on Hulu. I mm -hmm. saw an episode or two of it. It's not bad. Yeah. Um, I didn't finish it. It was voiced by uh, Patton Oswalt. Uh, and it was, you know, fun. But MODOK is not a... He looks so hyper-unreal yeah. compared to even something unreal like, you know, an anthropomorphic tree or the Hulk. Yeah. Right? He's a floating head. Yet another He's a floating, floating head. head with really tiny arms right and, and it's based on the name alone you could tell it's kind of weird and comedic and yeah uh i don't know how well this fits into the mcu with the i'm not sure either 
So there is another sort of head in a vat type villain, and we've seen this villain in the MCU thus far. So Artem Zola has a version of himself in the comics where he is basically in a big sort of golem, like a wrestling uh -huh. uh, body. and But his head is like a TV screen in the guy's abdomen. Yeah, so and it's ridiculously looking, right? Yeah. So they changed Arnim Zola to just be an AI. And yeah. he's just going to be a computer screen. Yeah, so maybe that's what we get with MODOK. I don't know. We'll see. Um, MODOK, I encourage you, if you're not familiar with MODOK, I encourage you to just Google MODOK, M-O-D-O-C. Okay, sorry. I don't know why I got stuck on C there. Uh and just do an image search of him. He looks ridiculous. He's he looks like a baby with a giant head. He's got tiny little arms and legs, and he flies around in a in a chair. It's it's bizarre. Well, and then even more interesting about this rumor, it wouldn't be voiced by Patton Oswalt. No, no, it would be voiced by Corey Stoll, who played Ant, the Ant Man villain, uh, Darren Cross slash Yellow Jacket, in the first movie. So kind I want throwaway villain. Perhaps. So maybe they're gonna try to make this version of Modoc actually Darren Cross's, you know, personality put into a machine. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. The whole point about Modoc though is he's not a machine. He's an organism. I think one of those O's is organism. Oh. Uh they're gonna make a Shang Chi Chu. Yay. That's not that's like the least surprising thing. That movie made a, a boatload of money. Yeah. Not and that's surprising at all. That Disney did. likes money. I think we've Disney likes money. We broke that here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and so this is something that just came out today. So uh, originally I saw the report on and I just want to say this website because it's a great website name. But giant giantfreakingrobot.com uh, is reporting that Leticia Wright does not want to return to the MCU. Uh, the Shuri actress, she's she's kind of an anti-vaxxer. Not kind of. She's an anti-vaxxer. She's not vaccinated, and she occasionally posts some very sort of troublesome anti-vax information mm -hmm. on her social media. Uh, and she was also recently injured on the set of Black Panther 2. Uh, there's nothing official, but it, but it is worth mentioning because, um, you know, Black Panther has already lost its lead in uh, T'Challa, tragically losing Chadwick Boseman. Uh, and now possibly it's Shuri? Well, sure. But I, I'm going to take us back. If we look at the long career of Edward Norton as the Hulk. Oh, wait. Yeah. That didn't last long. Yeah. And uh, gosh, they would never change Rhodey. Oh, but wait. No. Oh, God, no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they've a couple of the, one of the Warriors 3 has had a couple of different things. They've, they've recast... Uh, uh, Scott Lang's daughter now a couple of times. They're yeah. going to have a third actress uh, play it. In well, upcoming... in that case, they had to. Not not in this most recent case. In the second case, they did because right. they aged the character five years, but then they just decided, eh, we didn't like this one. We're going to do another one. Well, okay. So, so Marvel has no problems doing this. People act like no, this is impossible. I, no, I don't think this is impossible at all. I think I think that's the most logical step yeah. uh, is, that they, is that they replace her. Um. So the question is because she is a charming and, and talented actress. Um, but it also doesn't seem like she wants to be part of a, of a movie set that's going to have these uh, vaccine requirements, which is what happened 
uh, to the MCU, Marvel has come down with an edict that everybody that's going to be on a movie set has to be vaccinated. Black Panther 2 had started before that edict went into effect. But it's not unclear about how the, how these rules are going to operate once Black Panther goes back into production. Right. Because it was uh, it was delayed a couple months because of her injury. So, Well, guess what, everyone? Get vaccinated. Yes, get vaccinated. Um, I didn't. I had, I had not heard this, and I don't know if you had heard this either. But the same source, uh, the same article that I read uh, about this, also reported that uh, uh, for uh, Black Panther two, what's uh, called Wakanda Forever, uh, it's going to have Winston Duke's Mbaku as the Black Panther. Yeah, I I see that as a different rumor on a different site. So this, <laughs> not I don't know if like this is one rumor site reporting another rumor site's. It's same really rumor. hard. It's really hard to distinguish. I mean. I'm going to trust giant freaking robot. Right. But, based, you know, based on name alone. Exactly. Dot com. Right. So. All right. Well, all right. So that's all the news and notes. There's no other, no other, nothing else happened. There's, there's like, you know, uh, I did hear that Instagram shut down uh, uh, an actress posting her own uh, appearance in last night's or two nights ago now uh, episode of Hawkeye. Uh, Florence Pugh had a, her cameo, which was well reported. I knew that it was going to happen, but uh, she posted a picture of herself apparently before the episode was released, and Instagram Instagram blocked it, which is Insta weird. Instagram doing Disney's work. Where do you work for it? Kevin Feige, man, he just tells everybody now. Yeah, who knew? Anyway, all right. Okay, so what are we, what are we talking about tonight? I think we are talking about Spider-Man Homecoming. Spider-Man Homecoming. So I'm going to do my recap. Let me take a sip. All right. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. I know you're, it's been a little while. It's been a little while. I'm out of practice and I'm coming off a cold. So if I, if I, if there's some phlegm in my voice, I really apologize to the listener. All right. Go. Okay. Peter Parker is a teenage Spider-Man enjoying the benefits of his Stark Tech spider suit. He wants to do more with his superpowers, but Iron Man has him on a short lease. He also wants to date the hot, smart girl in, in school named Liz, but he is kind of a dork. Peter uncovers an arms-dealing ring using stolen Chitari tech led by the Vulture. Every time Peter tries to do more, he either makes a mistake or gets hero-blocked by Iron Man. Peter continues his investigation and with the aid of his friend in the chair, Ned, unlocks all the capabilities of his suit. Iron Man finds out and takes it away from him. Peter is confronted by the Vulture, who also happens to be his homecoming date's father. Unable to leave well enough alone, he fights the Vulture in the air above Coney Island, thwarting the Vulture's attempt to steal a bunch of Stark and Avengers tech from a relocating Avengers tower. Well done. Wow. I am, I'm getting good at getting it under a minute. I mean, maybe I'm just leaving out a bunch of plot points. Well, that's fine. But anyway. So yeah, so what are our, what are our dad's observations for this one? All right, so this is the first uh, standalone Mm -hmm. Spider-Man and MCU. Spider-Man obviously a huge character in the comics. Yeah, I mean, it's it, Spider-Man is obviously the largest character in the history of not just Marvel comics, but comics. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's either he or Superman or Batman. Those are the only three, right? Yeah, it would definitely be way up there. Yeah, the there's not... I mean, like if we were doing a, a Mount Rushmore of comic book characters, there's only three. There's not a fourth that can yeah. stand with those three. Yeah, pretty good. Mm -hmm. 
So uh, there's lots of changes with this Spider-Man versus other Spider-Men we've seen before. Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't think there might have been a mention of Uncle Ben, but there's no this. He's not like all mopey and sad about Uncle Ben dying. There's only a hint. He talks yeah. about May like, well, I don't want to put this on May after everything that's happened or something right. to that effect. Right. So it's like it's it's less about sort of his guilt about not doing what he was supposed to be doing. With right. Uncle ben and more about just caring about his aunt. So it's possible that he didn't do anything wrong in this version of the of the character. Yeah, it is possible. Uh, we don't hear any quotes like with great power comes great responsibility. We don't ever hear that. Mm -mm. Uh, there's no Gwen Stacy. Nope. There's been no, no Mary Jane Watson. Very notably none. No. Uh, there's no Harry or Norman Osborn. Uh, Ned is a new character. His yep. friend Ned. Uh, I think it's kind of based a little bit on the Miles Morales uh, version of Spider-Man, who's got a kind of a, 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 let's say, a portly Asian friend named Gonki. Yeah. You see him in uh, the Enter the, the Spider-Verse cartoon. Yeah. Uh -huh. Referred to there, um, and uh, the the character Michelle does sort of become MJ at the end, but I, I think that's more just like a wink and a nod. She is not clearly Mary Jane, right? And she is not Mary Jane Watson. Yeah, she's, she's Zendaya. She she's Zendaya. She's called MJ. Everyone calls me MJ, and in all the press around this movie, they they make it very clear she is Michelle, right? A, a separate character. Not to be confused with Mary Jane and a very different personality too. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. I like it. It's a, it's it's a good cool. addition. It was it was different. Um, the stark sort of shift from seeing all these Spider-Man movies that we've seen over the last twenty years. There's been now seven of them. I think those are just the live-action ones. Uh, they're That's amazing. All, I know they're all set in new york city right yep. they're all peter parker's always from queens that's always yep. the sort of the standard thing this one is so diverse mm -hmm. every one of these other ones in a city like new york where it's just probably 30 percent caucasian right yep maybe uh this was the only one with with some notable people of color <laughs> that's that is pretty amazing that it took this long yeah like uh I, I guarantee you that the first the first Spider-Man movie was set in like 2000, 2002, something like that. Um, and I cannot remember. Uh, I know that his boss at the pizza place was a person of color. Yeah. But I don't, I think that might have been it. Yeah, it, it's pretty remarkable, especially because mm -hmm. it's supposed to be in Queens. He's not like mm -hmm. uptown or anything like that. It's no, no, this is this is this is like working class neighborhood. That's yeah. the whole point about Spider-Man, and uh, there's not a lot of uh, not a lot of people of color. Yeah, in the previous ones, this one is. This one's got lots of people of color. Yeah, they've obviously they've 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 changed MJ. You know, Liz. I mean, if we want to think about Liz as like a Gwen Stacy-ish type, um, she's a person of color. Ned, Flash Thompson is a person of color in this mm -hmm. uh, in this universe. Um, there's lots of it's it's a rainbow. It's yeah. it's a very yeah. diverse movie, reflecting the actual location that it's supposed to take place in. Which is which is good. Yeah, that is good. So, yeah. at the end of this movie, the reveal is Michelle is is goes by MJ, and in the next movie, 
you see that Peter is trying to get MJ's affection. Mm-hmm. Do, do we ever see that point where it changes though, where, where Parker thinks that, oh, I might have a shot with MJ. Like you see him, yeah. you hear him in the, the next movie. Yeah. It had to have been, I mean, is this a blip romance? But they both blipped out. They both blipped out. Yeah. They both blipped out. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly how it, when it happened, it must've happened, you know, before, like after the, the events of this movie. Yeah. And well, before the events of infinity war. I'm, I'm also wondering if this is just a thing that the audience is supposed to immediately get as soon as she says, I go by MJ, then the audience makes that shortcut. It, because right. I know when I saw the next movie, I already made that assumption that there was going to sure. be some connection. Yeah, and, and that's a that's a clever way of the, with the writers sort of just using a, a a trope that the that the audience understands, right? Where they don't have to actually show you the uh, the actual. Hey, I kind of like this person. Yeah, I, I think it's a good one. Just move things along. Um, this is as much a high school movie, teen movie, as it is like a superhero movie. Um, there's a great homage to the uh, Ferris Bueller race home at the very end of Ferris Bueller's Day Off, where he's running through backyards and racing his uh, parents home uh, to his house uh, as uh, Ferris Bueller has to, I mean, as Spider-Man has to run through the backyards of a bunch of uh, suburban houses uh, after a party as he's sort of trying to um, chase down some bad guys. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So I think even yeah. I think even Ferris Bueller is one of the movies that's played in. The it's playing in the background. He says, "Oh, I love this movie." So they they make yeah. this a very explicit homage. Freaks and Geeks. Were you a Freaks and Geeks fan? Oh yeah. Okay. So uh, John Francis Daly, who is the uh, the the young kid in the, sort of the main family, uh, he's one of the writers of this movie. Um, he's been an adult actor. He was a regular on the TV show Bones for a while, but. Um, uh, so he's one of the writers on this on this film. Uh, his dorky best friend in that TV show was played by Martin Starr, mm-hmm. who plays Mr. Harrington in this movie. Uh, and Martin Starr is awesome in this film and yeah. in the sequel. Uh, he's also really funny in the uh, uh, Silicon Valley TV show. Yeah, yeah he's he's and great. He's been in a bunch, and he's been in a bunch of uh, Judd Apatow type movies. I think he was in um, Knocked Up. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think every single one of the Freaks and Geeks makes some appearance through there. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, uh, he's super funny. There's a, gr- there's a great joke that I don't think I put in my best jokes uh, where he's being interviewed after the uh, uh, Washington Monument scene and he's like, well, I'm glad I just didn't lose a student again. Yeah. <laughs> totally great. So... The interesting thing to me in this movie is we have a very clear number one villain. It's the vulture. Mm-hmm. This movie actually does have other spider villains just sprinkled in. Yes. Yeah. So you have shocker mm-hmm. and it's set up where you think it's going to be played by Logan Marshall green. He gets mm-hmm. the, the shocker tech, but then right. initially. Uh, initially, and then very quickly he's done away with accidentally by the vulture. Yeah. yeah unceremoniously yeah and all of a sudden the shocker is booking woodbine mm-hmm. and then more you diversity. Also, more diversity then later on you don't i don't think you can tell at first that the during the ferry scene there's an arms deal going on mm-hmm. that character is supposed to be the scorpion 
you get allusions to this in the prison scene in the, the end credits where you see that he has a scorpion tattoo. Tattoo on his neck, yeah. Yeah. And the reason I bring up these extra spider villains is, uh, you know, one of the bigger problems with Spider-Man 3, the, the Sam Raimi one, was just the sheer mm-hmm. amount of villains, which made the whole thing exhausting. Yeah, I think you can say the same thing about the Amazing Spider-Man yeah. sequel as well. Right. Uh, this one actually manages to have some extra villains in there without ever taking away from the main plot. Yeah, I think you, you sort of, you make your villain sort of fit your world, right? You've got, mm-hmm. a, you know, the MCU is a little bit more of a realistic uh, world, despite the fact that we, you know, just got through an, a, a space alien that snapped his fingers and right. destroyed half-life in the universe. But uh, it's a little bit more realistic in terms of the way things look and the way things feel. And particularly Spider-Man is kind of, this, this Spider-Man is a little bit more rooted in, in reality. And um, I think there's a, you make those characters sort of henchmen, right? Yep. And you don't even really have to call them by their, you know, their quote unquote, their costume name. It's almost just like, oh, okay, this guy is kind of the shocker. Most Spider-Man fans will know who that is. The ones that don't aren't going to care. It's yeah. just like, oh, okay. Another guy. It's Bokeem Woodbine. Yeah. <laughs> so the main villain, back to him, Vulture. Is he the best, most relatable villain that we've got? In a... Shout out to Michael Keaton, by the way. Played really well. Super menacing. Mm-hmm. A great portrayal. Taking... Taking our Batman and making him into a villain was was a genius yeah. move. Has there anybody else, is there anybody else that's been a superhero and a supervillain? Huh. I well, the supervillain I was going to say Christian Bale as Batman, and then also the villain in the Prestige, very menacing. Yeah. Well, he's also a villain in the upcoming Thor movie. Oh. But he might be the other one. Yeah. Uh, the other one I'm thinking of wasn't uh, wasn't uh, Josh Brolin in Jonah Hex. He was Jonah Hex. He's also Hex. Cable, so a good guy. Yeah. Ish. <laughs> Ish. Or a villain. Yeah. Yeah. There's not too many. It's it's rare. Hmm. But yeah, so, so Vulture. Really good. So let's let's look at Vulture. He's he's a small business owner, right? Mm-hmm. In the beginning. Yeah. Those pretty rare nowadays. Pretty much, yeah. He bought all the trucks for the for the you know, the, the cleanup job. Yeah. All he's trying to do is really preserve his <clears throat> upper middle class lifestyle. You, we established that with the Liz's house, right? It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's a really nice house. Right. Cle- clearly meant to be somewhere in like, uh, like uh, Long Island somewhere, right? So that's a very nice house. But look at, we had the stakes established in the beginning. If he doesn't do what he's doing, right. he's basically completely in debt because he's, bought all these trucks and uh you know the i'm gonna say the villains the, the city planners are like oh you shouldn't have overextended yourself like what's he supposed mm-hmm. to do yeah i will sell i will tell you if you look at you know we think of um construction and things like that is very like uh unskilled labor right like it's mm-hmm. very uh just you know working outside and people aren't making that much money the guys that are like the contractors mm-hmm. <clears throat> If you go around like the fancy neighborhoods in the Bay Area, you're going to find one of those like white trucks with the uh, contractor, you know, name and number emblazoned on the side uh, on just about every street. Yeah. Those guys make coin. Yeah. So this guy, 
you know, he's the boss of sort of one of these sort of crews, I think he's probably pulling down, you know, a good amount of money. Yeah, yeah, and we established that. But my point yeah. is, basically, it's either poverty or that. There's not really sure. a middle ground. Especially... You, no, 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 no. And, and that's the problem with America today. Right. Like, he really doesn't <laughs> have a choice. So yeah. because the Department of Damage Control is coming in and completely eliminating his way of life, Mm -hmm. And I think you see the skills set up at the beginning. It's like, oh no, you got to use their tech to cut up the tech. Like, there's if he's not allowed to clean up alien garbage, mm -hmm. I don't think he's got much else to do. Yeah. Well, yeah, and and you know your point that you know this this Department of Damage Control that's led by you know Tony Stark, uh, they're the bad guys. These guys had a contract, and they just kind of come in and take it away, right? Yeah. Yeah, Again, he, he gets a sweetheart deal with the, with, with the, the government. Yeah. And this contract was already set up. Yeah. No, again, Tony Stark is the MCU villain. Right. This is this is him being a villain by just being a just a bureaucratic nightmare. Yeah. Um but, well, not yeah. only that, we like to say, like, oh, they're gonna come and do a bang up job. We like to idolize the you know the rich. I don't mm -hmm. think he does a bang up job. Yeah. If he no, advances. If he's done such a bang up job, the vulture wouldn't have been able to come in and steal all the stuff all the way yeah. through. Yeah. Now it's unclear that like after the Battle of New York, they really inventoried all the stuff that was on the ground. Well, that's the fault but, of the Department of Damage Control. Right. But that's yeah. I mean, it, but once it's collected, it should all be inventoried. Right. And clearly, clearly, you know, Vulture has been stealing this stuff throughout the years. Yep. There should have been more. There should have been more. There should have been a lot more investigation. Like he's like, oh, I, I contacted the FBI. It's like, no, you didn't. Yeah. You didn't do enough. Come on, Tony. Yeah. Yeah. And let's let's go further into negligence. So happy in this movie, he's saying he wants to be more he wants to be more than a bodyguard and a driver. He wants mm -hmm. to be in charge of more stuff. He says asset management. Yeah. Was this a good plan? His plan of like, I'm gonna have a stealth plane with no pilot, no human beings on it, completely self-driven. Just take all of this potentially explosive, not just potentially known to be explosive materials. Uh, Super across. dangerous stuff with no, like, I mean, easily fixed, like tracking. It was just like, you know, it took them like 30 seconds to get rid of that, right? Yeah. Just have a pilot, number one. Or, you know what? What about like one of Tony's suits? Yeah. The robots, like the, the, those guys, just have one of those just fly alongside. Vulture's not even going to attack it if he thinks that Iron Man is there. Yeah. We've already seen that that thing can fly around and and save Peter. Just have it fly around and, and fly with the plane. Yeah. You know, and it, we're supposed to believe that Vulture is this huge villain. He was going out of his way in the beginning, really trying to say he doesn't want any heat. He didn't really want to kill anybody. Now, mm -hmm. he does kill Shocker V1. Definitely by accident. Probably should have had a little more remorse, but wasn't intentional. Sure. No, but he's not a he's not a murderous villain. Yeah, he was going to kill Peter. Yep, he definitely does. Gets kind of pushed into it, but we'll say that this is a person who was set on a bad path by none other than Tony Stark. Yeah, absolutely. Um, is it a good way to it, so Tony go back to Tony? Right, this is yeah. all about Tony. This is about is it Tony. a good idea to take away his suit? No, is that punishment? No, that's a terrible punishment. It's we, like we know you're, you're in danger. Yeah, you and just, you just saw this. Your, 
There yeah. was a big fight. And you're doing and you're doing reckless things. Yes. Right? You're a teenager, you're doing reckless things. I'm gonna take away this thing that I can no longer track you on. Yeah. That's Why didn't you idea. just take it for a second, put his tracker back in it, and then give it back to him? And say, if you mess up your tracker again, I don't know, he's not his father, but you, you can, you can, you can, I'll get you. I don't know, just something. Yeah, uh, the point is, like, more oversight is required, not less. Mm -hmm. Bad idea, Tony Stark. Yeah, really bad. So, this movie, it's, it's very different than uh, the comics. It's, it's got its mm -hmm. own flavor. I think one thing that we've seen is, like, the internet, uh, a little... The vast majority of people like this version of Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. A very vocal minority do not like it. Yeah, those vocal minorities can go eat a bag of phallic-shaped gummy bears. Yeah, I think so. The, I think those people are just wrong. Oh, yeah. This is a fun movie. Yeah. This is a really fun movie. Yeah. Um, I think this... I will say that when I saw Captain America Civil War, which is where this... Tom Holland makes his debut. Mm -hmm. I feel like they got the personality of Peter pa Peter Parker slash Spider Man better than any of the other iterations. Mm -hmm. He is sarcastic and funny and punny, but he's also a complete dork and out of his out of his league most of the time when he's trying to do stuff. He is both super smart and really really dumb. At the yep. same time, <laughs> and this sort of this version, led by you know Tom Holland and and the directors and and the writers, just it, it's completely and perfectly just you know chef's kiss. It's great. So, I agree, hundred percent. I guess some people don't like the fact that Spider Man has a, basically has an Iron Man suit. Uh, it's not, I mean, it is and it isn't, but I mean, it's like, okay, this is like, he could have made it himself. We could have, right. we could have gone down that road. Um, he's smart enough to, he just doesn't have the resources, but um, yeah. I mean, people who were pissed off when, when Tobey Maguire just produced, you know, webbing out of his wrists. Yeah. So I don't think we should, we should read too much into people getting mad because of the suit. Yeah. That, that's, that's, that's hogwash. It's a, it's a cool looking suit. Yeah. Red, blue. It's awesome. I'm into it. It works. Yeah. Um, okay. So real quick, best jokes. This is what we're going to finish on. Here we go. Um, we get our ongoing Captain America cameos uh, that culminates in uh, the post credit scene, which you wait forever for. And he just kind of, it's, what is it? Patience or something Patience. like that? Patience. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no payoff with it other than just Chris Evans being Chris Evans. It's great. great. It's great. Giant troll to fans, which is not usually how you want to treat your fans, but I thought it was funny. Um the ongoing Marissa Tomei is so hot and that everybody lusts after her. That's kind of a funny, like, ongoing joke. The whole joke based on the casting that they made. Yeah. Um, I mean, if they continue along this path, right? So the first, the first Aunt May was like a, like a, looked like an 85-year-old woman. Mm -hmm. Then they got, then they got um, Sally Field, who's, you know, in her 60s or 70s, but looks pretty good. And then Marissa Tomei, who looks like she's 32 years old. What are we just going with? Like uh, the next one is going to be somebody younger than me. Emma Stone <laughs> suddenly comes back. Yeah, it's Emma Stone. It's like, or you know, it's going to be like you know, Ariana Grande is. Can't, uh, I, I can't even think of a young, young yeah. Charlotte. We're so. we're too old to know. We're too old for this. Um, 
I thought it was a really funny scene where Spider-Man is all alone in his warehouse with his thoughts all night. Yes, all night. That was great. How long yeah. has it been? 38 minutes. 38 minutes, yeah. Uh, it's really subtle, but at the very beginning of the uh, Homecoming dance, the uh, MJ looks at uh, Peter from across the room and just flips him off. Yeah, that's really great. quick. It's really funny. Uh, once Ned finds out that Peter's uh, uh, Spider-Man... Like the next day at school, every scene that they have is his asking him another question. That's a kind of ongoing funny joke. I uh, also like it when when he does finally see he sees Peter initially. He drops his uh, Lego Death Star on the ground. That Lego Death Star is a great ongoing <clears throat> gag, which yeah. culminates, you know, which should be the the transition in the movie, right? When he's no longer going to be Spider Man, but mm -hmm. he's going to be a kid again, and they finish the Lego yeah. Death Star together. Exactly. Uh, and then I love uh, during the dance when uh, 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 you know Peter's off fighting and he's got Ned in the chair uh, in the computer lab, and he's Ned is interrupted by a teacher and says, you know, what are you doing? What are you doing in here? And and he's like, I was watching porn. So funny. And <laughs> he can't I, I, admit that he's helping Spider-Man. Of course. That, that's and the one thing I mean. No high schooler would actually readily admit that they were watching porn to their teacher. Unless you have to hide a bigger secret. Unless you have to hide a better secret. Yeah. And I love the way to do the guy in the chair. You know, you, usually you see this huge tech setup with lots of monitors. The only way to do that in a high school setting is to have him in a computer lab where he's spinning oh, around. Yeah. <laughs> he uh -huh. used different computers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like that, it, you know, he had to figure out how to turn on the headlights in the, in the Mercedes. <laughs> And I will say, if you've ever driven a car that like a, a like a make of car that you're not familiar with, some of those headlights they hide. Oh yeah. You know, Peter, I know he's never had a lot of, you know, driving experience, living in Queens, doesn't need a car, particularly because he's Spider Man. But um yeah. I've That's I've it. I've yeah. wanted to Google where headlights are on a car before. <laughs> if you had if you had Ned in the chair, then he could do it for you. I he could do it for me if he wasn't watching porn. All righty. That's it. We did it. And I think we did it in about 35, 40 minutes. Something like 38 that. minutes, I hope. 38 minutes. That would be perfect. Wow. All right. Well, thank you, Michael. Thank you, Shane.